When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great to have you here on the podcast. And I wanted you to know something. You know, I answer questions that you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. I also want you to know that you can get individualized one-on-one advice from our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. And we've had to pivot hard how we provide the free advice to you away from the show itself with us having to work remotely and we have had to change the phone number but i want you to know that the procedures are much easier for you when you want free off the show advice one-on-one from a member of team clark and the new number that you can see on clark.com by the way but if you're somewhere where you can write down, I'll give you the number now. It's 470-284-7137. Let me repeat that. 470-284-7137. And we provide advice um, different hours each day. It's um, Monday through Thursday. It's 10 to 4 each day, except Monday, we're like a bank with expanded hours. We answer your questions till 7 o'clock. This is all Eastern time. Again, 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon, Monday to Thursday. Except on Monday, we have those bonus hours till 7 Eastern. And it's important that you, when you have an individual question, that you are able to get that answer. And the easiest way to get to the details about how Team Clark works is go to clark.com slash CAC for Consumer Action Center. Uh, We need some action on the economy because the numbers in the U.S. economy that have been reported by both private sources and by government data show that the economy is going into a lower gear again, that the jobs picture is getting not bad ugly, like it was in the second half of March and April and May, but things had slowly gotten better to the point that half of the jobs lost had been recovered from the pandemic. Now that has stalled out, and the jobs recovery is not a recovery anymore, at least for now. And that's why there was such a sense of urgency in the Congress to pass the new stimulus benefits, the extended unemployment, but these are all just band-aids on open wounds. The truth is the economy is going to have a wonderful recovery once we get enough shots in people's arms, and we're going to get there. I mean, the initial rollout of the vaccines has been beyond pitiful. It's been terrible. Lack of coordination, lack of thought, uh, lack of execution, and even with all that, 
there's going to be additional focus on how to get those shots and arms moving forward. And we will, after a bumbling, incompetent start, will get things working. Uh, It was a terribly thought-out process to get those shots done. But, uh, you know, we're learning as we go, learning what has failed, and we will get that right. And the truth is, once we get a substantial number of people with both vaccines in their arms, that will lead to a steadily rolling recovery. As a lot of people who've had the choice, particularly the people in the first waves of vaccinations, which are generally senior citizens, when they have both shots, senior citizens, a lot of them have quite a bit of money and they've stopped normal activities. When they go back out and feel comfortable to go back out and go to events, go to restaurants, go shopping, that will be a massive booster for the economy. And 21 later this year will show a very, very decent outcome. It's also very likely we're going to have another larger stimulus law come out of the Congress. There are conversations going on right now for a new bipartisan bill from, uh, and it's important that it be bipartisan because that's how it'll move more quickly. You know, this last one took seven months to get the stimulus bill done. This time it will be much quicker. And the reality, there are people that will get money from whatever the new stimulus will be, just as have from the prior ones, who didn't need it, don't need it. And that is a consequence of trying to rush this money out into the economy. And to that, I don't have an easy or simple answer. But the real recovery doesn't come from deficit spending like this. The real recovery comes from people who, on their own, have decided to uh, reduce normal daily activities by an enormous amount. When they feel safe and free to go out again, that's when the economy gets healthy again. And if you are suffering from underemployment or unemployment, I want you to know we have done a recent series of revisions to our work-at-home guide. And if you go to Clark.com, you'll be able to check out our work-at-home guide. We do as best we can to make sure that everything there is legit and above board because, sadly, work-at-home has always been an area with a lot of phony balonies. And so that's why we spend so much time vetting the work-at-home opportunities that we do list on our guide. It's time for your questions. You posted for me at clark.com slash ask. And Joel, what you got? All right, Clark. Yolanda in North Carolina says, I'm a 41-year-old single parent. I'm looking to get life insurance, but I'm not sure how to determine what I need. I have a two-year-old son. I have a policy through my employer currently and a small policy that should cover funeral expenses. I've checked a few companies, but I'm just not sure where to start on this. Okay, wonderful, Yolanda, that you're looking out for your kids. And what I recommend as just a back-of-the-envelope, simple way to come up with an amount is that you buy a 
policy that covers 10 times your annual income that will provide a decent pool of funds to provide for your children in the event of your untimely demise. So that may sound cost prohibitive, but it's not if you buy the right kind of life insurance, which is known as level term insurance. Level term is where you buy for a set amount, uh, a set amount of life insurance, a face amount of, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it would be for a period of time you're worried about protecting your children 10 15 20 30 years whatever that period is on clark.com you'll see my guide to buying level term insurance and there are many quotation sites you can go to to get quotes from many different insurance companies one of the things i want to uh, focus your attention on is that particularly if you go out more than 15 years on a level term I want you to buy a policy from a company rated A double plus by AM Best. On any of the shopping services that I would direct you to, they will show you the AM Best rating, which tells you how healthy the insurer is itself. So the A double plus means they have the highest level of ability to pay claims in the future. Because you wouldn't want to pay for a life insurance policy that later isn't going to pay out for you level term insurance has no goofy uh, savings accounts or investment accounts it only pays a death benefit to your survivors period that's all it does in the case of buying a policy where you're a single parent and you have minor children that policy usually will be done in a uh, trust kind of arrangement don't be intimidated by that the online sellers are very familiar with this and you will be able to have someone you trust named as the trustee of that in the event that you pass away while your children are still minors. Krista? John in Georgia says, we were victims of credit card fraud last week. The card the thief used was a credit card that was not activated. How can the thief use a credit card that isn't activated at a brick and mortar store? It's a stunner, isn't it? Particularly if you have a card that you have already had as an existing card. If the card is present, if somebody goes to an actual store, somehow they intercepted your mail, they had that card, or they duplicated it, they will likely, with many issuers, many banks who issue credit cards, even though the card has not been through the activation process, they will be able to use it, especially if it has the same, carries the same number moving forward on the unactivated card as it had with the prior card that has since expired. So this is a relatively rare occurrence. Your liability is zero for those charges, not even 50 bucks under federal law. It is zero. And uh, know this, a lot of times when a credit card company has you activate a card, it's really a phony baloney process to try to sell you junk that the bank's pushing like credit insurance and other things like disability insurance all kinds of trash that the banks show that they have no ethics to themselves when they try to push that kind of garbage on you joel 
All right, Clark Thomas in Florida says, I've paid for a primary residence and an eight, I've got an $85,000 mortgage balance at 4.5% on a vacation home. Should I get a first mortgage on the primary residence? Because I can get something as low as like 2.5% and then pay off the 4.5% mortgage on the vacation home. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're liable on both properties, whichever one has a loan. You have paid off your primary Primary residences carry much lower interest rates. The one problem you may have is the loan balance at 85000 A lot of lenders are not interested in writing a loan at amounts below about 120000 So you may meet some resistance there or face significantly high closing costs. You have options there, though. One in particular is to go to a credit union Many credit unions keep loans in-house on their books. The shorter the loan term you take, the more a credit union in-house or in-portfolio loan will end up serving you with lower closing costs and the ability for you to do a really low rate on an amount of 85000 The other thing people will do is they'll do a loan for 120 and get the lower costs involved in doing that and then as soon as the loan has closed in the first month, send a payment to the bank that brings it back down to the $85,000 balance that you started at. Coming up on our podcast, I want to talk to you about the huge uproar surrounding cryptocurrencies and specifically right now, Bitcoin. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We know on the Clark Howard Show that we are going to see a huge number of questions posted by people about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies every time Bitcoin, all through the years, makes a major move up. Not when it makes a major move down or sits sideways, but when it goes crazy in value. So Bitcoin, which is something a lot of people have heard about but don't really understand what it is, is a made-up money. It's a non-governmental money. And the idea, it's a a libertarian kind of concept, which in theory you would think I would be very excited about, that takes government out out of the equation in creating a value on money because governments have the ability just to print money. Bitcoin, from its beginning, has a very tight supply. But Bitcoin has been a failure as money because it doesn't have stable value. It moves by huge percents day by day. And Bitcoin is not an investment either because its values move, gyrate so much 
there is no predictable direction and it's worth whatever people on that day say it's worth well over the last 90 days bitcoin has more than tripled in value now the u.s dollar the swiss franc the euro the japanese yen none of these have moved by any major percent over the last 90 days because real money actually has extremely stable value and the irony if you go back to the original concept of bitcoin was that it would have much more stable value because it would have a predictable supply and there wouldn't be the government ability just to print more it has not worked out that way as it's become um, wrapped up in waves of speculation so i know there are people who have made a fortune in bitcoin but you know when they've made the fortune in bitcoin when they turn it back into real money not when it stays bitcoin when they turn it back into the u.s dollar or the japanese yen or the euro or whatever money is used by government where they live it's not usable for everyday transactions except in odd occasional ad hoc kind of ways and it has been very popular with criminals as a way to uh, move money around untraceable it has not done what its founders would have hoped it would have done and the reality is for you if you want to jump on any of these uh, cryptocurrency bandwagons know that it is totally a gamble it is completely like going to a casino and if you like throwing money down at a casino and bitcoin is your current version of a casino or some other crypto then go ahead and do it but not with any money you'd lose sleep over and know that the values nothing that has a true clear real intrinsic value would move in the huge price changes that happen day to day so yes there are people who bought in at the right time sold at the right time and made serious real money by owning the fake money bitcoin but as a replacement for money or as a traditional investment it's neither now you move to other cryptos and unfortunately a lot of the other cryptos have been complete scams i mean actual criminal enterprise scams where they just steal your money this is an area where you have to be very very careful so you don't get burned and krista what you got for me michael wants to know he says big cable is my internet service provider i want more bandwidth but they want to auto bill pay in return I don't do auto bill pay. What's your recommendation to get around this? Unfortunately, because uh, I gather you're stuck with your monopoly cable company is your only choice for internet. They are in a position to make the rules however they wish. And if you need the more bandwidth, you're going to have to suffer through allowing auto pay. But what I'd recommend is do auto pay with a credit card. Do not give a monopoly cable company access to your checking account it is as dangerous with a cable company as it is with a fitness center or any other organization that has a terrible record for customer no service 
Uh, one thing you can do if you just are so fed up with how you're being treated is see if Verizon Wireless's new home internet is available where you live and has the bandwidth that you need, or if T-Mobile's new home internet is available with the bandwidth you need and where you live. Both are far cheaper than monthly internet from the cable monsters, and in addition, they offer unlimited data typically where the cable monster tends to have tight data caps or huge overages or much higher monthly costs to not have a data cap. Joel? Clark Jacklin in Connecticut says, I've been saving up for my next car, which is going to be a Tesla Model X, for a few years now in case my 14-year-old minivan dies on me. Currently, I've saved up $54,000 in, in an online savings account. I probably won't buy for another year or two, though, as I do not foresee much driving this year with the pandemic, and my minivan seems to be holding up well. Uh, plus, you said that the electric vehicle prices would be going down further in 2022 or 23. So my question is, do I keep that 54000 in the online savings account, or can I invest some of it with Vanguard or Fidelity? And if so, what kind of funds would you recommend? So with the short window you have, just keep having the fifty-four grand in the online accounts. And the electric vehicle prices are going down, down, down. You said you're interested in a Model X. In my estimation, that's the wrong letter of the alphabet for an SUV from Tesla. I would look at the Model Y. You can buy one brand new right now for $41,000. Very well equipped. And the Teslas get better and better, although the X really has not changed in any way that would make it exciting in a long time and costs a ton to buy an X. The Y, on the other hand, is brand new technology, has great range, and is virtually as large as a model. Um, the Model Y is virtually as large as an X. So look at it. To me, that's the smart SUV purchase or crossover utility vehicle purchase from Tesla, not the X. Clark Leslie in Maryland says we've selected a home to be built. This com- this house comes with standard options, but there are a lot of upgrades we can pay for, like a chef's kitchen, walk-in shower, fireplace, bonus room, or a bonus room with a flex room and full bath. Any suggestions on upgrades we should pay for that would help later in the resale value? So the first ones you mentioned, the fancy kitchen, the walk-in shower, some of those things, those are more about your enjoyment while you occupy the property in terms of what increases the value of the home for long term for sale the additional square footage is usually what will have the most impact so if you can while a home is being built sticks up if you can add that additional square footage for that bonus and flex and all that at not a really high cost per square foot beyond what or probably equivalent to what the house is costing per square foot otherwise maybe even less than what the house is costing square footage otherwise that would be where the smart money would go but there's nothing wrong with saying to yourself you know we'd really like that walk-in shower or we really love to cook and we'd like that fancy kitchen i have a relative who put in one of those ultra fancy kitchens 
and has yet to turn on a burner after six years. So you don't do something like that thinking you're increasing the value of the property. You only do that because you love cooking shows and you love to cook, not just eat. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. And to join us on our podcast, you just kind of found your way to us. Check out Clark.com slash podcast. And for information about your wallet, go to Clark.com. And for the hot daily deals to stretch every dollar, go to ClarkDeals.com.